Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany and Melissa will be discussing the third and final book in Karen Woodemeyer's Hanger's Horseman series titled In Honor's Defense. Luke Davenport has been fighting all his life for respect, for country, and for those unable to fight for themselves. But now that his horsemen brothers are domesticated, he's left alone to battle the wildness within. When an opportunity arises to take a job on his own, tracking down a group of rustlers, he jumps at the chance. Damaris Baxter has mastered the art of invisibility. Plain and quiet, she hides in books in needlework, content to be overlooked, until her brother dies suddenly, leaving her custody of her nephew. She moves to Texas to take care of Nathaniel, determined to create the family for herself that she never thought she'd have and give him the family he desperately needs. When Nate finds himself knee-deep in trouble, Luke's attempt to protect him leaves Damaris feeling indebted to the horseman. But suspicions grow regarding the mysterious death of Damaris's brother, and the more questions they ask, the more danger appears, threatening the family Luke may be unable to live without. I love this story. It was my favorite of the series. All right. So Preach has been with us since the beginning. I don't know about you, but I have been eagerly awaiting his story. For the most part, he is called by his real name throughout his story, which is Luke Davenport. So what were your thoughts on the man behind the nickname Preach? I fell in love with him. I knew you loved him so much. <laughs> this one is most fresh in my mind. Then. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I thought he was very solid. Um, and his nickname Preach was from, you know, his memorization mm-hmm. of the Bible. Um, but you do learn a lot about him in the story of his backstory that mm-hmm. I did not realize. Um which I felt bad for him. I know. I thought it, he really rose above a bleak he past, did. didn't he? And I was trying to remember, how did he come to her rescue in the beginning of the book? He was oh, just... Oh, yes. yes now I, rem- I remember now that that is how... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, Sorry. That's okay. He was out. Remember, he took the job to investigate the rustlers, and they said, you might want to talk to the neighbors. The neighbors. And her nephew had left her in quite a predicament because of the chip (laughs) on his shoulder, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. And, yeah, he came in and rescued rescued her. her. I just think because of what he had to overcome in his past that he really became a strong man of faith and character. And also, I think his past drives him because he's very loyal. So I think that that instills loyalty, but also protectiveness in him. Mm-hmm. So they are very attractive qualities. Like, give me Luke, right? <laughs> <laughs> Love him. Funny. 
I love my husband too. So. <laughs> he is the quiet type too, very loyal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see why you like Luke. <laughs> I, yeah, I could totally say. Yeah, my husband mm-hmm. is loyal to a fault. I'll tell you, which I love. So <laughs> even when I'm crazy, getting in trouble, I know, mine so. is too. <laughs> I'm just like Tev. Think I, about it. I'm like. You're right. Hans is is very like that. (laughs) I remember at your wedding, because we had to leave before the reception was done. And I gave you guys a hug and I looked at him and I said, you take care of her. And he was, I mean, he was like dead serious. He He goes, I will. Yeah. Like. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Tiffany, you found him. Yes. Prince Charming for you. That's awesome. Yes. So good. I'm going to try not we to are cry because I cried when I gave the speech at your wedding. Aww. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I I'm too. like a blubbering nice. fool. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful when you find find your Luke. So the story starts off with Damaris Baxter and the struggles that she's faced since childhood. What was your reaction to her? And were you able to connect with her? She was the one that was always overlooked. Um, Mm -hmm. And I could say that although I was the oldest, my younger siblings kind of stood out more than me. So I followed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, my parents never left me anywhere that I remember. But (laughs) (laughs) But I I was the quieter one of the Mm -hmm. family, I feel like. Um, kind of blended in with your family. Yeah, yeah. It's easy when there's already a bunch of girls to blend in with, right? So I don't like being, you know, spotlight, spotlight, the Mm -hmm. star of the show. I don't like that. I'd rather be behind the scenes. I like what she says. I like doing the prep work for different things um, rather than, you know. I can totally (laughs) see that because I think, I think growing up, uh, your brother was more like Mark. Yeah. Don't you think? Funny. He was yeah. always that comedic relief. Um, always fun. And, but, but I'd say he could be quiet too. He could, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, within the family dynamic, because basically I just kind of became one of you guys too, vice right. versa, As right? You come over, yep. <laughs> and then your sisters are definitely like take center stage. Yes, they are. The, for sure. The fun ones. <laughs> so I could see how you could relate to Damaris yes, because I of like that. Her. And I'd rather be reading a book then anything yeah (laughs) the way her family treated her was heartbreaking to me to be honest and I like how she though she realized that it wasn't ideal but she's like it was nothing compared to Luke's story so right right I would agree but it was almost like she was Cinderella a little bit don't you think just a little especially when she was at Aunt Bertha's and then got the leather yeah even though her brother died but he left her the inheritance to take care of yeah so I feel like that was like her opportunity to shine because I do you feel like she struggled with self-esteem yes very much Mm so especially at the beginning when um Luke and her were first you know she couldn't oh, believe that yeah, he would be attracted yeah. to her. Why would you? Because I'm like plain and right. Yeah. yeah. But that's why she got sent to Aunt Bertha's house in the first place. Kind mm-hmm. of. I feel like, yeah, the family was just like, you know what? She's, she's invisible to them, but not to Luke. No. She was not invisible to him, which I absolutely loved. I could probably relate to her uh, maybe through my teenage years, just dealing with the whole self-esteem issue. And I always, um, I consider myself very plain like her and I would rather be behind the scenes, to be honest. And some, but sometimes when you're a teenager, that's kind of, that's tough. 
because yeah. I don't to fit think you're in. plain, but I'm, I do. I'm like, <laughs> I, just think, I think that is something that we as women do. We compare ourselves to other women and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm not as pretty as her. And my hair is definitely not put together like hers. Or, you know what I mean? So. You're a natural beauty. You don't need all that. <laughs> oh, you're but. too sweet. Too sweet. I consider myself plain compared to you. So, oh no, I don't think so. I'm always like, let Tiffany take the spotlight. But hey, that's funny because you didn't want the spotlight light either yeah, so yeah. all right so moving on i lost my spot all right nate is damaris's nephew and he carries a big chip on his shoulder and causes a lot of stress for her what were your thoughts on him he was an ordinary little booger at first <laughs> yeah, yeah but i, I thought <laughs> Um, just the frogs and the snakes and stuff oh at the beginning. Word. I'm like, oh, I'm glad my kids aren't like that. What would you do? <laughs> I, I don't would, know. When I was reading that, I was like, okay, well, I am like <laughs> deathly afraid of snakes. Like literally almost pass out when I see them. Okay. He, Hyperventilating. And he put them in her bed. Yeah. I mean, my brother would throw, you know, snakes, you know, <gasps> no, the frog. He did? Yeah, and you tried to put frog in here. The, they chased me with worms because I hated worms, but never in in the house. Like everything was outside, so I can't imagine being in oh the house. Oh my word! I yeah. didn't know Bobby did that to you. I, <laughs> the twins did too. Did they really? Oh. Yes. Tiffany, you should have told me. I would have like know, put them in their place, right? Yeah, right. They would. Well, they just, they just, they would just do scared it to me. Would, right? They would have chased you too. <laughs> um, but that's where the ornery. <laughs> The only thing, I'm sorry, the only thing, thing I remember about your brother is that being that bad is when you guys were trying to make that uh, movie and he was out mooning <laughs> in the background. Do you remember that? Yes. My dad still has all those videos somewhere. Oh my gosh. Okay, um, back to back to where we're at. My thoughts on him is you want to, I for me personally, I'm like, I want to hug him and then shake him and then hug him and then shake him because I'm like, agree with that. I'm like, I love it. Like, she had such patience and I'm like, I just want to say like, I love you, man. But my word. Knock it off. Stop. Yeah. She he, was very patient with him. I don't think I could have. If, if there were snakes in my bed because no. you put them there. Yeah, I don't know uh, how I she did it either. Blistered your bottom. I mean, like <laughs> seriously, I don't. I mean, she just always. Oh, I'm smacking my mic. She just always responded with such love and patience. I just, just don't get it. And you want to say like, do you realize what a gift you have in her? Of course, I know that Luke comes along and it says and that. says that. But I'm like, oh, kid, come on. <laughs> what did you appreciate about the way Damaris and Luke dealt with Nate? I think with Damaris, what you just said, the, her patience mm -hmm. with him and always showing love. Um, and Luke kind of gave him that fatherly figure that he was missing mm -hmm. and teaching him ways to exert his energy without tormenting his aunt. Yes. Basically, like um, teaching him the hunting, the fishing and mm -hmm. uh, things that he could do with his time to keep out of the trouble. <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree. Idle hands, you know. Yeah. Them. I think that was part of it. I think so too, right? Mm -hmm. There wasn't much on their farm for him no, to, keep, it to like keep him the, busy. The dad went to town to work, so mm -hmm. he didn't have much to do. It was know, just keep a homestead, yeah. really. Yeah. Their patience and understanding was beyond anything I could have done, for sure. And they always spoke the truth and used what I put in quotes like gentle hands with yeah, him. I agree. Like it was firm, but 
coded in gentleness, I guess you could say, especially with Luke. Uh, Luke. But I'm like you. I think he could get away. Like Luke could get away with being more firm because of being a man. And mm-hmm. it really helped. So. Looking for great deals on a gift for the reader in your life? Check out LiteraryScape.com. Starting on Black Friday through Cyber Monday, everything will be half off. Members receive an additional 10% off. Use discount code BF2022 for half off Black Friday through Cyber Monday. Were the villains a surprise to you? Yes, because Nate was so convincing that it was the neighbors, the Grimes. So Mm -hmm. I really, we didn't know him very well, that character at the beginning until, you know, um, they come together towards the end of the book. But it was a surprise. But I had some inclinations, you know, especially when Nate gets in and and give it away. But when Nate gets into trouble and the offer that was came back, that kind of led me to, okay, there's more going on. That is funny. That's exactly what I wrote. Like, I was surprised. but And it wasn't until Nate was arrested that I started putting it together. Yeah. And then you're like, what? Yeah. Mm, It's very strange. Mm -hmm. I would agree. What was your reaction to the scene where Matthew and Joe Hanger come to help Luke when he's injured? I loved it because we got to see Joe like towards the end of her pregnancy, mm-hmm. still doing her job and still trying to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also loved how well they fit together with Damaris and Luke and how they picked up on how much they already had loved each other, mm-hmm. you know, even though they didn't really realize it yet, but they were how much he needed her. And mm-hmm. so I thought the same, <laughs> the exact same thing. I just loved, and I also liked how it showed how deep Matthew and Preach's friendship is. I mean, because Matthew says he's like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, like Jonah and they're all, all four of the men are really close, but it's like Jonah and Mark are super close, mm-hmm. and uh, Matthew and Luke are super close. <laughs> And I, yeah, I liked how they also caught that connection between Damaris and um, Luke. And I thought Karen did a great job of connecting back to Josie's promise and at Love's command to be the horseman's personal doctor. Yeah, loved it. Uh, as you were reading, were you gearing up for the horseman to come riding to the rescue? I was, and I was surprised that they didn't come sooner. Mm-hmm. I really, I know that Joe was having the baby and everything, but I was really expecting the others to come mm-hmm. before they did. Yeah. I felt like he had to handle a lot. They both had to handle a lot on their own. But he didn't really reach out for them. Yes, and that was his doing. Mm-hmm. He didn't want that. He felt, I think he felt that per, he needed to protect them more on his own. Mm-hmm. But he used the hangers horsemen, you know, kind of as the threat against the evil. But Right. Because when Matthew was there, he said... You don't fight alone. Right. If, if, so, if this gets worse, I need you need to reach out to us. 
And um, yeah, I kept thinking there were a couple moments where I'm like, come on, guys, they're going to come in. They don't come in. But when they came in, it was wonderful. I absolutely loved it. I mean, I'm like practically as I'm reading the book, like, come on, Karen, please bring them back together. Bring them back together for the last (laughs) one. She did a wonderful job with it. What were some of your favorite scenes or lines from this story? I loved how they could complete each other's sentences <laughs> yes. with their verses. Or she'd say a verse and then he'd know exactly where it was. Mm-hmm. And vice um, versa. Yeah, I love and that. And I loved how she would be reading and he would be done with his work and have to go over and talk to her. He wouldn't remember how he got over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved how she made the barn stall a home. That was a very, yes. very sweet. Um, and always how thoughtful. He, yeah, very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. But not even thinking about it. I feel like she didn't do it to be overly dramatic. Mm-hmm. I feel like she just did it to be nice and That's make her, sure. Yeah. Right? It's her. Um, those were probably some of my favorites. And then, of course, as you know, when everybody's happy at the end. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love that. Okay, so I have seven scenes for this one, okay? And lines, and or lines. So the first one being when Damaris is comforting Preach while Josie's working on him. With the hand. Remember, because he started, yeah, he started to get a little panicky because he was in a lot of pain. Which, by the way, when that whole scene rolled out where he got hurt, I'm like, no, 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 no. So uh, I loved how she was like, I'm it's okay, I'm here. And she's holding his hand and he like totally relaxed. I loved that. I liked where Preach was cupping Damaris's cheek and promising to protect her and Nate. Mm -hmm. That was super sweet. I also liked uh, when Preach was saving Damaris and Nate from the fire at one point. Um, It was purposely set, you know. So he comes in, gets basically carries Nate in kind of charges through the flames to create a path oh, yes. for her too but then i had to laugh at <laughs> because she had taken her her skirt off right? right so when he charged in she's just standing there in her blouse and her <laughs> bloomers i don't know what you want to call them and <laughs> it kind of stunned him <laughs> for a moment <laughs> and then when they got out they were like okay we gotta get back to helping fight the fire and she's like um guys because they used the, they wrapped Nate basically in her skirt to protect. Right? <laughs> She's like, guys, I think I should probably put my skirt back on. <laughs> so they turn around, turn their back to her, you know, so she could put her skirt on. <laughs> they turn back around. I loved her. She was so funny. Uh, I think uh, burnt is the new style or oh, something yeah. like that. Because she had like sin marks all over. <laughs> yes. I thought that was so funny. Bringing humor to a pretty intense yes, situation. situation. I agree. I liked when Preach was co- comforting Damaris when Nate was arrested. Remember how he had been out of town and she was like carrying a basket of food to the jail to eat with Nate and she was completely distressed and when he came riding up he was like he didn't even stop his horse he was like off on the ground had her in his arms and comforting her which I love so then of course the horsemen coming together in Matthew's line this is so funny where he's like saddle up men the captain's voice echoed with the clang of steel 
we've got a woman to save. I love that line. It's like my favorite line in the whole story. I'm like, yes, you got to save Preach's woman. I like Preach rescuing Damaris. And then refusing to leave her side. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Because like how she was to him. Because she had been hurt and she had to get stitched. And she was not hurt nearly as bad as, as Luke had been at the beginning of the story. And she had to get stitches and all that. And she was still kind of out of it. And when she was waking up, she was waking up to his voice arguing with the lady <laughs> and telling him. Because the lady was like, uh, why don't you need to leave and go... Um, the other guys and everything and he's like they've got their own women to worry about this one's mine (laughs) he's like I'm not leaving her I just loved it and then the very last at the very end I like when Nate is running away because he's finally a kid again right Mm -hmm. with the other kids that are part of the Hangers Horseman's crew and he's yelling at him hey guys wait up I'm gonna get an uncle (laughs) that way sweet Were there any themes or messages that resonated with you from this story? Do you want me to start with mine? Yeah, you start with yours. Okay, so mine was friendship because of the friendship between the horsemen. Mm -hmm. They all looked after each other, even though they weren't even living close. Well, they lived semi-close to each other uh, again. but And then God's protection and provision and patience. Those were things that I thought Mm -hmm. were really strong throughout. Especially the patients. Yeah. They say and never how pray for it will, Everything will work out in mm-hmm. God's time and how they were all. I don't know. They all seem to have struggles within themselves mm-hmm. that they needed to overcome before they could help each other. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would agree. So what did you enjoy about Luke and Damaris's love story? I loved how he, she saved him and then he saved her. Yeah, that is <laughs> kind good. of the basis of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how that event brought them together and, mm-hmm. you know, their daily interactions built that love mm-hmm. out of respect and loyalty. So I liked that. Yeah, I liked their romance, mm-hmm. the romance part of it that was woven in there. I loved the action. There was a lot of action <laughs> there was a in lot this of action, one. Yeah, and of course, I love preach rescuing Damaris. So. <laughs> so, how would you rate an honor's defense? I'm going with three lassos. <laughs> Me too. I was hooked, and I read it all. <laughs> Basically, in, in one an evening, right? Yeah, yeah. Until my eyes wouldn't wouldn't go, <laughs> they didn't anymore. go anymore. And then I finished it the very next morning. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I it didn't I take like me long to finish it. Left. <laughs> I loved it. It was awesome. I I was hooked and hogtied through the whole book. So because it I had the three pieces I like: the romance, the action, and the damsel in distress. <laughs> Good Plus job I fell again. in love with Breach. Or Preach. I fell in love with Preach. <laughs> preach. Preach. <laughs> you did a great job picking out this series again. Oh, thank Very you. Good job. And Karen did a wonderful job. And can't wait for everyone to hear our interview with her yes, next she week. She was very nice. Yeah. I enjoyed it. She was wonderful to talk to. And I would highly recommend joining her Facebook posse. Sounds um, pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So we'll have more details on that next week. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. 
remember to sign up for our free live Q&A with award-winning authors Julie Lessman, Karen Whitmire, Melissa Jaggers, and Margaret Brownlee on December 10th. Visit literaryscape.com to sign up today. Don't forget to follow our podcast, share it with a friend, and leave a five-star rating as this helps us tremendously. Until next time, happy and blessed reading.